And now we're going to talk about another flying device that, well, is seeing a bit of a resurgence. The title uh, at McLean's that caught our eye a few days ago, Airships Are Back, and They're Better Than Ever. Here to talk about it is Pierre-Yves Fouillain. He's the North American business development lead for a company called Flying Whales. That's a cargo airship company based both in France and in Quebec. Monsieur Fouillain joins us this morning from Montreal. Pierre-Yves, good morning and bienvenue. Welcome, sir. Good morning, Sterling. It's good to have you with us. Tell us about the kind of airship that you're, you're talking about in 2022, because I got to tell you, when, when uh, the notion of airship comes to me, in my mind's eye, I must tell you, it's a terribly negative thing to say, but the Hindenburg comes to mind. It's the only thing that I have in my entire life experience to relate to as an airship. And of course, it was one of the greatest disasters of, uh, of aviation history. So what's different between the Hindenburg and what Flying Whales is about to build in France and Canada. So what's different today from the airships of the past, like the Indenburg, is the technologies we have on board. And one of the main differences is the lifting gas, because Flying Whales will, will use helium instead of hydrogen, like it was used in the Hindenburg. But aside of this, it's also quite uh, a machine that is alike in its uh, architecture. It's a rigid airship, so with a composite structure, uh, from from for our airship and inside helium and uh, and a brand new thing is a hybrid propulsion we will have so turbines and then uh, an electric uh, propulsion so talk to us about the purpose of this, because as I read the article at McLean's that you, you wrote, uh, you talk about the need for this sort of uh, aircraft uh, came about not for commercial purposes, Pierre-Yves, but for practical purposes in, of all places, the Swiss Alps. We're talking wood and moving lumber and, and forests, uh, trees from the forest, something we in B.C. do on a daily basis rather well, but we don't use airships. So tell us more. Yeah, that's right. So the, the project was born uh, from a need from the French National Forest Agency to go and extra, extract more wood from the forest in difficult-to-reach areas in the Alps. Uh, so that's how it was born, uh, and that's, that will be the first application we will have, but we also studied many other applications uh, for many other industries, for example, the transport of wind turbine components, which, which will be a major application for flying wells. Uh, and in Canada, we can also think of um, what we can bring in uh, to the northern communities. So right. bring in uh, so wind turbines uh, to to lessen the dependency to fossil fuels, uh, but also any kind of equipment that could be needed. So it could be boats or other equipment to go hunting, for example, and reduce uh, the dependency uh, to to food coming from the south. And we can also help the mining industry. And for logging uh, in BC, maybe we could be valuable where trucks cannot go, but where heli- helicopters are not uh, profitable anymore if it's too far. So we could find a place in between in BC for logging, I guess. Uh-huh. But what we do, of course, we helicopter logging has been a fact in British Columbia for decades, Pierre. There's no question about that. But what you're talking about, the tasks that you're talking about, would suggest a rather forceful, powerful aircraft. This is something. If you're going to be lifting wind turbines and carrying them hundreds of miles across the tundra, that takes a very powerful aircraft. So what what drives the flying whale? What sort of power plant do you use? So the secret to, to lift such a heavy lift is not necessarily power, like, like it's needed on a helicopter. It's just that we float. 
So all, all the, the lift is provided by the lifting gas, so helium, the volume of helium we have inside the machine, and the propulsion is just needed to move around or to uh, keep the machine in a defined position to, to load and unload, because we will have the ability to load and unload while hovering. And to, for that, we will use a hybrid propulsion first, so it will be four turbines uh, like, uh, like on, a, uh, on any helicopter, and then we, we will have some generators to have an electrical distributed propulsion around the airship with 32 uh, rotors, uh, 32 propellers around the airship to, to move it around or to maintain it in position. Are, and in, your, in the future, we will move to a fully electrical propulsion. Ah, okay. So, uh, but the idea, and this is the part that you forget because it's an airship, because it's full of, in this case, uh, helium rather than hydrogen, which is what they used in the early days of the airships 100 years ago. Uh, What's the difference, by the way, in terms of uh, danger uh, factor and and practicality between using helium and hydrogen? So the thing is, helium uh, helium is much less dangerous because it's totally inert. It's not flammable. Okay. Uh, it, it doesn't react with anything, and it, it's just a bit heavier than hydrogen. Hydrogen, on on the other side, it's much more dangerous. It's very it's highly flammable, but it's a bit lighter. But the thing is, the the gain you 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 have using hydrogen would be between six and eight percent of lift, but that gain you will you would lose it partially. Um, but with the added equipment you need for safety. We could make this airship safe with hydrogen, but the gain in lift would be a bit uh, cannibalized, let's say, by the the safety equipment we we would need on board to do so. So helium is a better choice for that, and also it's the only certifiable solution today because hydrogen cannot be used as a lifting gas in Canada, in the U.S., and in Europe. Interesting. So all of these applications you're talking about for flying whales are, are technical. They're, they're practical. Is there a, a passenger or a consumer dimension to the plans that obviously are, are big? So for now, uh, in flying whales, we don't plan to, to have a passenger version of this airship because it was thought and designed for cargo application. Okay. So its main purpose will be cargo because we will have a huge cargo bay of almost 100 meters long. It will be uh, 8 meters wide, uh, 7 meters high, so we can fit in wind turbine blades, for example. We can fit in wood, we can fit in mining equipment or any other equipment. Sure. Uh, and maybe later we, we may make other airships for passenger transport. Other projects in the world are working on that, but that's not the purpose. And what's what we have with flying whales? And what's your start date? When do you plan to have the first air, air flying whale available for work purposes? Uh, so next year we will have our first assembly line uh, built in France. So and the year after we'll have the first machine assembled and the first flight. So our first machine will be the test machine, uh, and then we'll have some flights for certification. Uh, so we should be certified by the end of 25 and then restart the production in France and then start the production in Quebec, where we will have a final assembly line there too, because Quebec government is a shareholder of Langwell. It's been a massive support for us to deploy this solution in North America. Okay. Um, and so we should have um, airships flying uh, in Quebec, the first ones, uh, by the end of 26. Interesting stuff. Well, we wish you considerable success, Pierre-Yves. It's, it's quite a massive project. And uh, thank you for taking the time this weekend to, uh, to include us uh, in the plans going forward. And thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure for me.